0: Welcome to the podcast by moms for moms presented by the Dayton mom collective. When motherhood first starts, all you see is never ending diapers and bottle feeding or breastfeeding. And we have to remind ourselves that it is not all poop and spit up on this episode. It's about imagination Like the Tooth Fairy and leprechauns with a little extra St. Patrick's Day fun thrown
1: in since it is March 17th. The Power of Imagination I remember the exact day. I was eight and I came home with an assignment to build a trap to catch a leprechaun. My mom helped me brainstorm and we set out to make the best trap. She told me there were no crazy ideas and encouraged me to make it what I had imagined. I went to bed that night with anticipation that in the morning there would be a tiny little green leprechaun waiting to be my friend. I also went to bed with something even greater an imagination. Although I didn't catch a little greeny, I did see evidence that he had been to my house, complete with green glitter, some candy wrappers, and evidence of a green tinkle in the potty. And that day my imagination grew. My mind was opened up to possibilities far greater than a leprechaun. In third grade, our entire classroom was transformed before St. Patrick's Day, complete with traps made by each student. Our hope was to come in after the weekend and each have a little green guy stuck in our traps. My mind recalls the magic we saw as we entered the room on Monday. Rainbows dawned the room and a little pot of gold candy by each trap with a note that said, better luck next time. No leprechauns were captured, but the power that was created in my mind that day has never left me. I see imagination every day with my three-year-old son. He is not bound by what is impossible, but his imagination focuses on the possibilities. A clothes hanger becomes a bow, his fingertips spray out webs, the finding dory blanket becomes an ocean that he swims on, and the two-foot decorative wooden letter B becomes a track for his trains. His imagination is amazing. Imagination needs to be encouraged. Research studies have shown that using imaginative play is a vital component in the development of a child. So we need to encourage it in our children. Translated, that means we need to use our imagination and teach them to use theirs. So moms, we need to put down our phones and imagine with our children. We need to turn off the TV and the video games and help them imagine the possibilities. This may not be comfortable at first, and it may take some time to learn how to use your own imaginations. We do so much for our children, enroll them in the best preschools, teach them social skills in playgroups, take them to church to learn morals and religious lessons. Yet one of the most simple things we can teach our children is at the tip of our brains, and we often forget about it. Helping your child unleash their imagination is a gift that you can give your child. Whether it be St. Patrick's Day and a leprechaun, a loose tooth and the tooth fairy, or a fairy door in your little girl's bedroom, tap into their imagination and yours.
2: The Unprepared Tooth Fairy by Becky Hoy The day had been coming for a while. My daughter's tooth had been holding on by a gossamer thin thread for days, and it was just a matter of time. Somewhere in the dusty recesses of my mind was a to-do list titled, Prepare Tooth Fairy Items, and yet, I was still unprepared when she nonchalantly pulled out her very first tooth and grinned at me. That night, we tucked her tooth under her pillow, and I kissed her goodnight. Her face was glowing with the excitement of reaching another milestone. It was cute. It was heartwarming. It was so much pressure. While she slept peacefully, dreaming of the riches she'd find under her pillow in the morning, I searched every nook and cranny of our house for enough spare change to make a good impression. Crumpled receipts and lint flew out of my wallet as I shook it upside down, and I tried to rationalize what a kid really expects for their first tooth. I figured out that what I knew of the tooth fairy and what my daughter knew were two different things. First, every television show or book that talks about the tooth fairy shows her leaving a coin. As I was justifying how much I should leave or even what I should leave, cash, a toy, I recalled our latest exposure to the tooth fairy through Sophie Mouse book. Spoiler alert, she left a shiny gold coin under Sophie's pillow. I actually considered sneaking a shiny quarter under her pillow for a split second before realizing that that was being too miserly for even my standards. But it made me feel better about the dollar bill my husband was able to dig out of his wallet. I also realized that she has absolutely no concept of money yet. Unless I am really delinquent in money education, most five and six year olds don't have a grasp of currency. When I asked my daughter what she hoped the Tooth Fairy would bring her, she said seventy hundred dollars I then explained that $1 was worth four quarters and her eyes lit up, four whole quarters. That's when I knew that she would be perfectly happy with $1 versus the $5 or even $10 that I wanted to give her for her first tooth. But even more than the actual gift, my child delights in the details. I recalled every birthday and holiday and noticed that what was most memorable for my daughter Were the special touches that were just for her. The birthday scavenger hunt, a homemade mystery surprise box, a handwritten letter from Santa, etc. It didn't matter how much money was involved. If I just unceremoniously stuffed it under her pillow, she'd be ever so slightly disappointed. And so, I bribed my husband to engineer our dollar bill into an origami cat while I hand-wrote a colorful note and sign the tooth fairy's name. The end result was good, and I'm pretty sure she won't be bringing this moment up 20 years from now in a therapist office. Every family has a different tradition with their tooth fairy. What's yours? I love this
0: post by contributor Becky Hoy, The Underachiever's Guide to St. Patrick's Day. As a... Uh, Irish blooded person. I love St. Patrick's day. However, I never quite go all out like I planned. So I can totally relate to this. She says, when it comes to St. Patrick's day, people seem to fall into three camps. There are the revelers, who have March 17 circled in bold green on their calendar, and they get dressed head to toe in green, eat only bangers and mash, and even do some kind of intricate and magical craft for their kids that involves a perfectly designed leprechaun in a pot painted with real gold. On the other end of the spectrum are the people who don't know and could care less when the holiday is. They're confused the first time when someone pinches them for not wearing green and then shrug dismissively because, well, who cares? It is St. Patrick's Day. And somewhere in between those two extremes is the camp that I fall into. We're the moderate bunch that gives one or two nods of acknowledgement towards the day and then go about our business. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't like to do more. I even have plans, detailed plans, of the green menu for the day. Think green pancakes, homemade, shamrock fudge, etc. The Pinterest rainbow craft and the scavenger hunt designed to blow even my teenager's mind. But let's face it, I'm tired. I wake up tired. I just can't live up to my own expectations and those well-intended plans are hastily replaced with a natty green t-shirt that i find and put it on at the last minute this year i wanted to be realistic and do something fun on a smaller scale so i went to facebook and asked my friends for their easy no frills traditions the following is a list of ideas they came up with that i might actually be able to implement if you're a fellow well-intended underachiever like me feel free to use some or all of these ideas to celebrate with your family all things food coloring let your kids start the day with a surprise the leprechaun left in the toilet place a few drops of green food coloring in your potty before they wake up and voila instant grossness the kids will love if you're not into green pee put green food coloring in the milk instead consume green foods make a quick batch of mint cookies using pre-made cookie dough or better yet buy them already made from the bakery no one will know if you pass them off as your own green smoothies are easy to make Blend a handful of spinach, mango, a banana, and half a cup of milk for a delicious snack. What? Buy a shamrock shake at McDonald's. Read green. Read a book about St. Patrick's Day from the library. Below are just a few of great titles to read with your children. For preschool to second grade, The Luckiest St. Patrick's Day Ever by Teddy Slater. For preschool to first grade, Lucky Tucker by Leslie McGurk. Preschool to second grade, Jamie O'Rourke and The Big Potato by Tommy De DePaola. Tim O'Toole and the Wee Folk, an Irish tale for the third graders. Third and fourth graders can read Pamela Duncan Edwards' The Leprechaun's Gold. And second to fifth graders will enjoy Mary Pope Osborne's Magic Treehouse Leprechaun in Late Winter. Next, wear green. This is self-explanatory, but also very important to remember, for me at least, since my older kids delight in pinching and not getting punished for it. And I bruise easily. Do green activities. Turn on some Irish music and have a dance party. Maybe close the blinds so the neighbors don't see you getting jiggy. Pop your feet up and get the kids in charge of making a scavenger hunt for you with a pot of Hershey's gold at the end. Brilliant, Becky. And go green around town. Find whatever you can do to celebrate all the Irish things around Dayton. No matter what camp you're in, I wish you a happy St. Patty's Day. And as for me, this year, I'm definitely not going to get pinched. Thanks for joining us and tune in for our next episode.